0: Ernie. Miles, I almost forgot your name just then. That was really weird. That's cool. I love that for you. It was maybe it was the pre podcast Jitters taking over.
1: Um Episode two, my man. Episode two, we
0: made it. Hopefully you guys
1: made it to episode two as well.
0: <laughs> Everybody just stopped watching. <laughs> they're like, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they watch the first two minutes of yeah. the last one and they'll yeah. never click on this shit again.
1: You know, it's fine. It's cathartic, so I should, yeah, this is all self-indulgent for us. Yes. That's um, why we're doing it. Today, I wanted to do something a little different, man.
0: Well, we had a little chat, a chit-chat, and we talked about the fact that
1: people... We haven't really talked to people about how we met. Yeah, and there's a part of how we met that, want, that has led me to today's episode. Mm-hmm. And we're going to flip the script. Today, I want... To talk to you about some things. Me? I get me? to have a voice. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. So I used to have this call me a thing and it was called it was actually called open up dad mm-hmm. before. And you know, I I did bits and bobs. Like I had a little bit of a podcast. I would interview people, et cetera, et cetera, but it wasn't very consistent and um, you know, one day, I get this message from this person in Liverpool, and it's Ernie. And are you comfortable with me saying what the message said? Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it, yeah. Okay. So, I get this message, and basically, it's, hey, I, I'm totally summarizing, but it was basically <laughs> like, hey, I love what you're doing. Um, I'm a trans man. And you really inspire me that one day I can become a dad too. And if you ever need help with anything, let me know. Mm -hmm. And I got this message and I showed it to my partner and I was, I was just floored by it. I never in my life thought that me just talking to the camera and I don't know, just being like an idiot and just being like sad boy would hit someone in general but let alone in Liverpool and let alone someone who is trans now I have had multiple people in my life who are trans mm-hmm. that are close to me um, I have seen them go through their transitions I've seen a lot I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable but that favorite ally <laughs> but at the same time I am a cis straight man Mm -hmm. and I have no idea what it's like Mm -hmm. and some the part that really hit me was that you wanted to be a dad one day Um, but I want to start right now because I think we do have some people in our audience who are um, in the community like they're gay they're lesbians Mm -hmm. uh, maybe trans and you know it's a world that I think needs to be talked about more and it's a world that like as familiar as I feel like I am mm-hmm. I really don't know anything about mm-hmm. so let's talk about it I want you to answer some questions if you feel comfortable okay. imagine i said no, no actually that's the end <laughs> of the episode
0: <laughs> i don't feel comfortable talking about it goodbye everyone <laughs> uh yeah i feel very i feel very comfortable talking about it i feel like even when you know we've Met people I don't know whether you've been like present when I've talked about it with people,
1: but I'm pretty open about it, okay. I didn't know that. I always feel like I mean to me like you're just my friend and you're my dude, and I don't really think about you being trans mm-hmm. It'd be messed up if you did imagine see, but like that's what I'm saying is I think that there there's just so many questions I have so first and foremost, when and how. And, you know, mostly when <laughs> did you know you were trans? So, I first,
0: first of all, from as young as I can remember, I didn't know that I was trans per se, but I knew I was a man. Okay. Um. Even when I was like in the learning stages, like baby, baby, I have like memories of like trying to stand up when peeing. Are you really? Mm-hmm. I cut all of my hair off to be short and
1: I always asked for it to be gelled like Elvis. That's so funny because I always asked for it to be um gelled like Elvis too, actually. Did you really? Yeah, I always had the pompadour. That's crazy. Well, anyway, I did that.
0: That was like another thing. um, And I think like just always in my head from as young as I can remember when I would like daydream or... I would genuinely, like, within my dreams, I saw myself in the future as, like, a man with a six-pack.
1: And you have a six-pack.
0: It's, so like, f- four-pack. We're getting there. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um twenty so twenty three. 2023. Uh, Let's go. But, yeah, I, I... For as long as I can remember, I saw myself as a man. And then it was when I got to, like, 14... And, like, when I was, like, conscious of gender, I was like, oh, this isn't right. Like, I like you know, I became familiar with the fact that, like, I'm perceived by the world as a woman or a girl at the time. And I was 14 and I couldn't take it any longer. I was, like, in this mental prison, I felt like, and I was, like, acting all of the time. And I Googled feel like a boy inside my head. And that's the first time at the age of 14 that I saw, you know, I became familiar with the term transgender. And I, like, all of a sudden had this hope that, like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I don't have to be like this forever. I'm not stuck here.
1: And, and what did that Google tell you? Well, it
0: was just a lot of, like, shared experiences, um, which was super helpful um, it was, like, a lot of trans men who were, like, sharing their journey with taking testosterone, um, sharing their journey with, like, surgery, all of that stuff, and I was just, like, wow. Like,
1: I was floored by the fact that, like,
0: there was a way out, and I wasn't
1: stuck forever. W- did you spend a lot of time feeling like you'd be stuck? Mm-hmm. And, like, I've been...
0: I've been quite candid with you mm. with the, the mm-hmm. fact that, like, I, you know, I told you a little bit ago that, like, not to go to a super dark place, like, you know, 10 minutes into the podcast, <laughs> but I, you know, it, I think that if I hadn't done that Google search at the age of, I'm now 25, I don't think I would be here. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Sorry. That's I was. Actually, it's just hard for me to hear. Yeah, I just can't imagine you struggling because you're so like you're just so you're so confident. Mm -hmm. Like you're always like looking in the mirror. You're always (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, like oh, I look good today. Like putting gel in your hair. Like you're such like you're like you're such a narcissist. I can't imagine. It's just you're such a you're such just like a confident guy. Like Mm -hmm. I can't I can't imagine you not being. Ernie, my friend, mm-hmm. which is so selfish of me, but it's like, that's why I really wanted to talk about this today was because, you know, like that journey you went through, like I didn't know you and you mm-hmm. know, I, I, like, I can't even imagine you like taking testosterone or like getting surgery. Like mm-hmm. it, I forget that you do that and did that. Yeah. And it's like actually kind of hard for me mm-hmm. to think about weirdly. Right. I, I don't know why. It's just, like, I'm like, nope, I, I don't... Nope. No, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean,
0: it's something that, like, even I struggle to remember as part of my life at this point in my journey, and I'm, like, super lucky um, for that to be the case. Like, I feel so confident within my gender identity now that, like, there's been times where, like, I've forgotten to take my testosterone. I get it. I have an injection once a month. And I've gone, like, you know, like, weeks and weeks having not taken it. And it's, you know, it affects your hormones. And I've been like, why do I feel, like, fucked up?
1: What do you feel like when you don't take it?
0: Really lethargic. Tired. Irritable. Um. Oh, so just, like, me every day. Kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> kind of like you when Jim comes out to play. Um... Yeah, that's my gym, me without testosterone. Um, but, yeah, then then I have that realization of, like, oh, yeah, I'm a trans man, and this is, a, like, I have to take this, I guess, supplement, Um, you know, for, for me to live on my <laughs> daily life, you know, being a man.
1: Did you always feel... Oh, um, who's at the door? Did you always feel like you were how do i say this mm. like did you always feel confident in your masculinity mm can you walk me through that cuz it's just like i cannot imagine um
0: so obviously before i started my transition i felt like super insecure um and i'm lucky cuz i like don't even remember that feeling anymore because it's that person Is so separate to who I am now. Because I was just acting. Pretty much. Just acting. I was so scared of anybody like. Even knowing that like I was. Not attracted to men. Like being perceived as a woman who wasn't attracted to men. So like being perceived as a lesbian was scary for me. So the thought of anybody. Like catching on to the fact that. I was trans was. An even scarier concept. And then. Finally, I, I, you know, I went through a lot of hardships with family, but I transitioned. And even when I was doing that, I was still super insecure in my masculinity because I was trying to live up to this, like, typical macho, masculine um guy who like the generic man generic man Mm. who is like really obnoxious and speaks about women in a really cringy and embarrassing way oh my god did you do that i never i never did it
1: i can't imagine you doing that
0: i couldn't do that (laughs) but like you know it's embarrassing to admit but i was in rooms full of men and i like felt like i wasn't safe if i didn't like I felt like I wouldn't be accepted if
1: I didn't laugh along. Can you explain a little bit about about safety? Cuz mm-hmm. this is something that I don't know, it's something I think about a lot. I can't imagine you not feeling safe. Mm-hmm. And it's like weird because you're kind of like my little brother. So it like kind of is in the same part of my brain where like I can't imagine Max being unsafe. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you know right now at least at least in the States, there's so much hatred against trans people. Yeah. And it, it's so one is confusing to me. Cause I'm just like, why do you even care? Mm-hmm. But two, it's like, can you explain to me the safety part? Because it feels like right now being trans, it's actually, it's not safe. It's not safe politically. It's not safe on the streets. Mm-hmm. Like, and for me, it's like, it's what's ho- the privileged eye of it all is I'm yeah. just like, what? why? Like, what's wrong with it? What, what's, what are you talking about? I mean, like,
0: for me, do you mean you don't understand the people who hate or you don't understand
1: why there's a feeling of, like, worry with safety? Why there's a feeling of worry with safety? I understand the people that hate, and not that, <laughs> I mean, I don't, but, You're like,
0: because like, I do, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: but, like... What is it like to walk through the world as a trans person and where, where, what are some of those fears? Um, you,
0: how do I explain it? I mean, I think that the experience for every trans person is super individual and that's like down to where, like there's a, there's trans people who could watch this and they could be like, I don't relate to what he's saying at all and he sounds stupid <laughs> but like i think that a lot of people you know are, are maybe more insecure than others i'm i feel like i'm in i'm in a place my friend avery actually described me as like a privileged trans person ooh can you okay because i'm in a place where like i'm the term that people use is like cis passing um so I'm not crying, by the way. I ha- just have an eyelash, so you could cry, dog. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not, cr- I'm not crying. I'm secure in my masculinity. I would never, <laughs> um, but no, like I am cis passing. In terms of my gender expression, I identify as a man, and I'm quite masculine. Some would say, um, whereas, like, there's a lot of people who maybe identify as like non-binary. And their, their gender expression... or there's people who identify as, like, a woman, like, trans women, and their gender identity is, like, more masculine. Like, it's such a spectrum. And I think that if you aren't uh, in a position where you're, quote-unquote, cis-passing, you are in a position where you're, like, more vulnerable to that hate. Um, And I think it's difficult. There's, like, a lot of scary things that you see in in reality on the news. um, It's hard for me sometimes. Like, I've been in situations where people haven't realized that I'm trans, and they've said something mildly... Like, transphobic? Kind of, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And, Whoa. of course... I feel
1: so ignorant right now.
0: For me, I'm, like, shook. Like, I I've been in situations where I remember specifically this guy showed me a video on his phone that was like transphobic and was like ha 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 look at this and i was like in my head i was like does he know like is he doing this to trip me out or like
1: like maybe he's trying to intimidate you well
0: i thought that yeah but i you know in hindsight i think he just didn't know and he thought that i (laughs) i would be down with that which obviously i was like a little bit shook to my core in a way um, so yeah, I think like the struggle for safety is just that there's like so much hate in people's hearts. For
1: Wh- where do you think this hate comes from? Is it like a religious thing? I think so, you know.
0: Of course, like there's many different factors that would influence it, but I think that a lot of it comes from like extreme right-wing media or even like extreme left-wing media in some cases um i i think it's just kind of like the information that people have been fed and they're miseducated and they're ignorant and they're also like some people are so insecure that they'll say the wrong thing and assume that like a trans person will jump down their throat and hate them forever
1: I mean, I feel like I say the wrong thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like the other day I asked you a question mm-hmm. and I had no idea I was being completely insensitive.
0: Yeah. Well, you asked me about, um, you asked me what my dead name was, which and, is,
1: and can you explain what a dead name is? Cause I just learned what a dead name is.
0: So the term dead name is kind of used for the name that you went by previously before you transitioned um and it's a super common question i've had it so many times people will ask me like what was your name before and i said to you i was like listen like i can have this conversation with you because i feel comfortable having it with you but in the future don't ask like any trans people that because it puts them in like a really uncomfortable position where they're reminded of, like, again, this person that, like, they weren't, like, yeah, a past and life. Yeah, I, I
1: immediately felt really dumb and just, so, I felt so bad that I even asked you. Because for me, I was just, like, it was just, like, oh, I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's sometimes, like, I mean, you tell me, right? But there has to be a curiosity in some way because that's how we learn. Mm-hmm. But the curiosity also can kill the cat.
0: <laughs> in in a way, but I think that, like, you know, I prefer just my, my personal preference is that people, like, co- if they aren't educated to not ask these questions, I feel like I'd rather them ask me these questions and I can be in a position where, like, I help them learn without, like, shaming them or embarrassing them. Because I think that, like, a lot of the hate that people have for trans people is, like, this fear that they are going to inevitably say the wrong thing and they're going to get cancelled and, you know, this person's going to jump down their throat and whatever when, like, I'd say nine times out of ten, like, that isn't the case. And, like, I personally, I like to teach people and, like, take the opportunity to educate people so that, like... When they meet other trans people, those other trans people don't have to, you know, experience anything, um, any ignorance. Mm. But I think that there's a lot of trans people who, like, they don't want to do that. They don't want to take on that responsibility.
1: Which they have every right not to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that that's, like, also completely valid.
1: Um, and I feel like, again, correct me if I'm wrong, there's some people that, like, maybe just don't want to talk about being trans. They just want you to be, like, use their pronouns correctly and move Mm -hmm. on with your life. Just,
0: like, accept them for who they are. I think, like, ultimately, that's, like, what every trans and non-binary person wants. They just want, like, to be
1: accepted for who they are. Um, Now, you... Thank you for explaining this to me, mm-hmm. and thank you for being my friend, and thank you You're welcome. for being you. But the thing I that also hit me when you messaged me to bring it back was that you said you've always wanted to be a dad. Yes. And when I had a kid, you know, I'll just be blunt, like I had sex, she got pregnant. Mm-hmm kid was born obviously there's like a slew of (laughs) other things that happened but like for the most part i had sex she got pregnant kid was born Mm -hmm. now people in my group who are trans um you know we've talked about it too Mm -hmm. it's such a different situation yeah and i think you know there are people out there who really want kids one day Mm -hmm. i mean again this is like this is a heavy conversation, right? Because right now you have the media really fighting against trans people and children. Mm-hmm. It's as if trans people are like these perverted psychopaths and they should never be around kids.
0: we are, we are yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's true,
1: <laughs> but um, you know, there's obviously like a lot of trans people and trans couples mm-hmm. that want children. And they should have children, but what does that look like when you're trans? Because I'm very ignorant to it. Like, what options are there?
0: Well, Miles, we will talk about that in the next segment, because we have to reset the camera.
1: Dun-dun-dun. We'll be back. We're back.
0: We're back. Um, So, Parenting. As a
1: trans person and what options and yeah, and just what that looks like because it's clearly different than what it looks like for me Mm -mm, No, no, I just just mean like (laughs) no no no. no, I'm I'm joking. Oh god. I got scared (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dude, you know me it's I know but people don't know me and I'm not trying to be insensitive and like Mm -hmm. I feel very strongly about this you know like and it's like I don't always know the right way to say something I'm not in that community, yeah, well, I think that in terms of
0: parenting, I it's always kind of been part of my identity that I want to be a dad, and the only option that I've like really looked into is adopting because I would love I'm like grateful that I have the opportunity to take a child that's been brought into the world in like, you know, not necessarily within like the right circumstances. Um, and just being able to give them that second chance.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, uh, if I'm being honest, like I would have trouble adopting. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like incredibly honorable. Yeah. And, um, is that, but there's other options too. Yeah, well,
0: there's surrogacy. Um, Can
1: you explain surrogacy to me? I mean, I know what it is. I'm not an idiot. But, like, what does that look like? Because I'm also coming from the perspective of of, of an American where I'm pretty sure this stuff is, like, outrageously expensive. Mm-hmm. Adoption, surrogacy, all of that stuff is just outrageously expensive.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest with you, Miles. I probably couldn't. I couldn't paint that picture for you, mm. because I like. Thanks for being honest. <laughs> Got to keep it real, um, because I haven't really looked into that. Like that isn't like an option personally for me. That I I want to go down. It's not the route that I want to go down. But I just know that I'd like to adopt, and I think like in terms of like trans people and parenting and like being within the parenting community um I think that it's really great that it's evolving to be less binary it's not the parenting community now isn't just going to be mom dad babies I think that sometimes it's going to look like parent parent baby or dad dad baby um you know it's I think it's really important to sort of redefine what parenting looks like.
1: Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like, what's hard for me, though, is, like, I keep going back to, like, the hatred of it all Mm -hmm. because who I'm thinking of, and I'm not going to out them, I'm Mm -hmm. not even going to say how it's related to me, Mm -hmm. but someone very close in my life, and they're trying to have a baby with their partner, um, and it's proven... Very difficult and it makes me like you know I get really upset about it um I wish there was something I could do but I don't want to interject because it's not my journey Mm -hmm. but sometimes if I'm being honest it's I feel so guilty talking about Max with them because I'm like this in all reality was like pretty easy for me Mm -hmm. like I didn't plan my kid, you know, we got pregnant and, you know, it, it was just kind of like it happened Mm -hmm. and it, you know, it's not going to be the same reality for them. And it makes me feel super guilty.
0: Well, I think like, that's the thing. Like we need to be able to find the beauty in different ways of, of having a baby.
1: That's a really good perspective.
0: I think that like, you know, it's not something where, like, you should feel bad for them because their journey looks differently to yours. Their journey might, like, take a longer time than yours did. But I think there's still beauty in it. It doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing.
1: Well, I think the other part of it is, is, like, w- when I see this stuff on the news, mm-hmm. like, I don't know really anyone else in my life right now who's, like, more, a ad- like... Should be a parent more than these people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like they're gonna be like such good parents, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't. Uh, you know, this is. I, I don't want this to become something where I'm like, I'm such a freaking ally that I don't understand. But I just don't get it. I mm-hmm. don't. I don't fucking get it. I don't get what the problem is. But like, thank God you don't, because like. Like, what do you mean?
0: Because, like, would you want to empathize with that? Would you want to (laughs) understand that? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to be a
1: hater, dude.
0: Yeah, like, it's, like, and these are the people where, like, these are the people I want to be around. are the people who, like, are, like, I don't get why people.
1: But it's also coming from the perspective where, like, you know, I had a parent who wanted nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. and I'm like there's these two people who all they want in the world is to raise a kid it's mm-hmm. all they want mm-hmm. and I'm like you know there's a big thing when you become a parent where you realize that like certain people shouldn't have kids not because they're trans <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like because they're not meant to have kids they're like bad at it mm-hmm. they're really crappy parents Yeah, you know one of mine was one of them and Same. <laughs> I know uh, we're gonna get a, we're gonna talk about that for sure but like mm-hmm. you know some people really shouldn't have kids yeah and I see these people that like really should have kids struggling and it it you know it just it kind of pisses me off yeah and then you look at the news and you're like why are you even talking about this it it makes no sense to me either
0: um but I think it's like it's important that you know, people in the parenting community acknowledge that, like, that is the case. It's not that, like, people shouldn't have kids because they're not a mom and a dad and whatever. Because I do think there's that belief in the parenting community that, like, it should look a certain way.
1: I mean, to be really frank, I think there's a huge hole in the parenting community in -hmm. general. Like, you know if you're not like mom dad in a house Mm -hmm. i mean i've felt insecure in the parenting community yeah you know and i felt unwelcomed yeah and i've been to music class where i just don't feel like i fit in yeah so i i can't imagine having a life of feeling that way and now you're doing this thing where it's like you know parents are really clicky it's mm-hmm. very, like, oh, my God, did you hear what she did? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's very that. Very judgy. Very judgy, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that kid's an asshole. You know?
0: <laughs> well, just because, like, people have different parenting styles, you know what I mean? Everybody's judgy about each other's parenting styles. Well, especially
1: in a styles. place like L.A. where it's so, like... Mm-hmm. What car do you have? What house do you have? What neighborhood do you live in? What school does your kid go to? What Montessori toys does your child have? <laughs> Max has so many. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she does. She's a bougie child. she's She, she does alright. But yeah, I just think like I, I just think there needs to be more acceptance within the parenting community. And but I think how we're do we achieve that. that?
1: Because it's so easy to say like, we need more acceptance, but like How does one like me, who is a cis dad, Mm. who doesn't know a ton about the community, like I said, I have people very close to me who are in it, but you know, like, I don't go to like, you know, you volunteer with these kids, like these trans kids and stuff. Like, I don't do that stuff. Like, I don't know the struggle. Like, I've never (laughs) been through it. Well, I think it's just like,
0: I think it's just exposing yourself to to conversations like this okay um i think like you know it's not hard to find these resources and like yeah sure like you're a parent and like you're working and then you come home and you're working with your child and everything but like when the opportunity for conversations like this to hear them or to be part of them you know arises like just be open be open to it that's what I think. And I don't have all the answers either. Like, I think that I'm, like, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm 25. I'm, like, <laughs> you know.
1: I mean, I don't know anything either.
0: Yeah. But, I, you know, I th- I think that, like, the only perspective I can give is, like, from my own experience. And, you know, it, it doesn't, s- I don't think it really speaks for, like, a wider community of trans people. Like, mine's, like my experience would be different to the next person. I knew that I was a man since I was, like, baby. Other people, like, they realize something's not right when they're 30, and they're like, oh, I
1: want to explore this. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've had a lot, but I have a new question. Mm-hmm. Um, What's How like do I, as a parent, prepare my kid... For her friends being trans, maybe mm-hmm. she's trans, mm-hmm. um, for seeing people in the community, for knowing that community, because I feel like I don't really talk to her about it, because it's like, you know, her uncle's trans, Uncle Ernie. Um like her mom's friends are gay. My friends are gay. Like mm-hmm. there's like gay and lesbian, trans, non-binary people in my family. Like they're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> they're in um, the train. No, but I'm just saying like, it's so normalized to me yeah. that I don't really talk about it. Cause yeah. I was taught that's like a quality, right? Like I don't really care. So I don't really bring it up. Yeah. But I think that narrative is changing mm-hmm. and I think maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I think there is a a beauty and a a strength in being something. Yeah. Like, you know, I really love being, like, Jewish. (laughs) Like, I'm always like, yeah, I'm a Jew, I'm a Jew. Like, I don't identify as anything but a Jew. Mm -hmm. And I think there's, like, a strength in that. Like, not saying I'm better than you or I'm, like, religious. It's just, like, I like being a part of my tribe. Yeah. So how do I prepare Maxime for the tribes, let's say? (laughs) Well, I think, like... The main thing is
0: just, like, you know, when she becomes a certain age. Because right now she's, like, two. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Imagine being like, Max, do you know what a trans person is? (laughs) She'd be like, no, I want to watch Lilo and Stitch. Um, Yeah,
1: that is very true.
0: Yeah. But I, I think that, like, just, like, when she's the right age, just having the conversations with her. And, like, I'd be open to talking to Max about my experience and my identity and whatever. But I think just not, like, keeping it taboo. Because I think, like, even growing up, like, I remember when somebody would come out as gay or, like, somebody in my family would come out as gay or lesbian or bi. And it was, like, this taboo Chinese whispers thing that nobody would really talk about. It was, you know, it was, it was an adult conversation. Mm-hmm. And that made me really feel like... If I was to explore anything like that, you know, as I was a, when I was a teenager, it made me feel like, oh, I could never do that, right? Because it's
1: so like, ugh. I would
0: be like a topic of, I would be gossip.
1: So just ma- nor like making the conversation just a conversation. Yeah. It's so like, yeah, there's gay people, there's lesbians, there's bi, there's non-binary, there's trans, there's your dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I think as well, it's like you know, just like. I
0: think, like, making sure she knows that if she feels any kind of way where she wants to explore her gender identity or her gender expression or her sexuality, that she will be met with unconditional acceptance.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've thought about that a lot. Like, if she came out to me Mm -hmm. in any way and, like, how I would go about it.
0: Yeah. You know? And you would say, get out of the house. I want nothing to do with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, you know, it's something I think about. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, I have a daughter. Mm. Right now she's a daughter. Mm. And, you know, one day she's going to explore those things. Mm -hmm. And it's not something I necessarily want to think about, but it's part of being a human being, right? So it's like I have thought how I would deal with it, what's the best way. You know, I've thought a lot too about maybe if she were to come out in some way to me, like, I'm such, like, an open person and, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But, like, maybe me caring is, like, better. You know, being like, okay, like, what do you want from me? Or, like, yeah. how do I do this? Because, how can I be there for you? Yeah, because me just being like, yeah, babe, like, I don't give a shit. Like, maybe mm. that's not the right way to do it. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes, like... When I've,
0: like, I feel like there's, like, there's two ways of overcompensating. One of them, when I've came out to people, has been, like, you're so brave. (laughs) You're so brave. I love you. And, like, that always makes me feel, like, oh, okay. And then there's another way of, like, overcompensating where people are, like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Where I feel, like, oh, okay, I can't, like... Even talk
1: about this. Have I ever made you feel that way? No, because I really don't care. No, I know. Well, thanks. <laughs> I, I know, but I don't want to overcompensate. You, you don't overcompensate. It's just In I really just don't care.
0: <laughs> I, I well, that's the thing. Like, there's also this thing where I've came out to people before, and I feel like they've mm. really um, began like treating me differently, and they've like acted like they were on eggshells around me. Whereas, like, I hate that. I don't want someone to be just completely conscious all of the time. Oh, he's trans. So I can't, you know, this is off limits. This is off limits. How does that know. make
1: you feel when people are like that?
0: Like an like an alien in human skin. Like it makes me feel so weird.
1: Because um, for you, you walk through life now. You're just a guy. Yeah. You're just like a, a dude. Like mm-hmm. you're not. Sorry, I don't mean that as, like, yeah, bro, you're a dude, right? I mean, it's just, like, you're not thinking constantly, like, I'm a trans man. You're just, like, I'm a man.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and, like, and I've also stopped fixating on on I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man. I'm also in a journey where I'm accepting that, like, I'm not a cis man. I'm a trans man, and, like, I have to deal with things that cis men don't have to deal with and I have to like overcome hurdles that other men don't have to overcome like you know even when it comes to like difficulties of like becoming a dad you know like finding someone to settle down with who will love me for me um and accept me for
1: who I am like is it's more difficult than like finding a partner is difficult I
0: would say so, yeah.
1: and in like f- what, In what way? Because I feel like you do pretty well, my
0: man. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> He's kidding. Um, no, I think that, like, finding a partner, like, who is okay with not having biological children. Because um, I remember I, you know, I've asked someone out before who, like, and this was after they said, I asked them out after they said this, which is, like, bizarre. But they were like, yeah, I don't know if I could be with, like, a trans man um, forever, because I just really want biological children. Which, like, fair enough. Mm. But, it, you know, it, it's, it hurts to hear that, in a way. Yeah, of, cor- of course it does. Um, Sorry, I, I just got really sad. It, You know, it, it it is difficult. Like, luckily this was just someone who I was, like, asking out on a date. They said no. <laughs> really? You're lost. You got dissed? Yeah. Dude, I hate that. You're acting shocked you were there. Oh. Anyway, I um now. but basically like that is helpful to hear cuz I, you know, it, I could be in a situation where I'm in a long-term relationship and I say like I want to have children and they turn around and say, "Oh, me too, but not with you." Right. And that's hard. Right. That's like another element of of things that you know where I have to realize like I'm a trans man I'm not a cis man I have to deal with things differently you know
1: sorry kind of like at a loss for words with that Mm. just like I can't imagine like someone I love like having to deal with that Mm. which is super selfish of me but like I just can't imagine anyone ever saying that to you yeah it kind of pisses me off (laughs) <laughs> no <Yeah.
0: laughs> me <Meet> us <laughs>
1: You mean the alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Catch me outside. Um, no, it you know, it it it's part of my reality and I'm accepting it and I'm lucky lucky because I have a lot of support around me. Like I have like you, I have like now a supportive family, um, and so many friends around me who are great. Um and I'm lucky like I am in a way like a privileged trans person where I haven't had to deal with um too much like
1: prejudice or transphobia so yeah yeah I only have a couple more questions um Mm -hmm. something I'm really curious about after you've just said all this is what ways can like cis men show up for trans men Because so much of what I'm trying to do here, what we're trying to do, by the way, Ernie works Call Me Data full time. He's our creative director, Mm -hmm. editor, everything. Um, You know, so much of what we're trying to do, too, is, like, we're trying to get men to start talking a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do I, as a straight man, help a trans man? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you get what I'm getting at? Yeah. Because I... Like I said, like, I walk around and I'm, like, one of my best friends is trans and, like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's not helpful. Maybe that's not doing anything. Maybe that doesn't push the envelope. Well, I think just,
0: like, being open to conversations like this, 100%. But, like, you know, I've been in situations where, with Comics Youth, the um, charity that I volunteer with in Liverpool, who do, like, a lot of amazing work, we've been to... Um, recently we went to a conference where, like, we, um, in our introductions with people, like, the icebreakers, we were, like, my name is whatever, my pronouns are he, him. Um, and there was just, like, people who were just, like, like, pulled a face. And I think just, like, not cringing at that.
1: What do you mean they pulled a face? What? Well, they, they, they were, like, you uh, were at, like, a. LGBTQIA conference? No, this oh. was like
0: a um, youth based conference. So it was like, uh, charities that were
1: for youths. Oh, so it wasn't all like in your community. Mm-mm.
0: We, I think we were only kind of like adults pulled a face at you. Yeah.
1: What? Mm-hmm.
0: Because people, you know, some people just on they're ignorant and they miss the miseducated or they're they're not educated at all um and i think like ways of showing up can be super simple like hey what are your pronouns or like hey my pronouns
1: are this. like it's appropriate to ask that i think so yeah because i've always been a little scared to like go out of my way to ask that because mm-hmm. you know i think i'm also scared because like i feel like i'm this six foot two One hundred and something pound man, Mm -hmm. cis man, straight cis man, Mm -hmm. and like I say it again, cis, (laughs) C I S. Um, no, but I I represent like fear. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I represent the people who are endangering you. Mm -hmm. And that's always been like really difficult for me because it's like, I don't know how to like be appropriate Mm -hmm. because I, you know, (laughs) I say I don't care, but it's like, you know, I do meet other trans people who like I can tell like they're not comfortable around me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's because they're trans or it's because I'm, you know, they think I'm not accepting or what, but I I've been in those situations where I've met a trans person and I could tell they're like viscerally like uncomfortable around me and I'm scared to be like what's your pronoun because I don't want them to think I'm like making fun of them so like how do I bridge that gap you know (laughs) well I think
0: just like maybe just getting past that fear of like like I said like a lot of hate is bred from the fact that like people don't want to say the wrong thing And they think that someone's going to jump down their throat or whatever. You have to get past that fear. And I think that you asking them, what are your pronouns, is like a green flag to them of like, oh, this person is accepting. This person wants me to feel comfortable because they want to use the right
1: terminology for me. Well, I didn't know that. So I'm glad I do now. Yeah. So I want to wrap this up. Mm -hmm. And the thing I want to ask you is, is... I think there's people out there who are still struggling. I think there's people out there who have family who aren't accepting. I think, you know, there's a lot to say about this topic Mm -hmm. and we only touched it on a little, little, you know, a little droplet of it. Mm -hmm. But what would you say to like young Ernie to help the other young Ernie's out there? What would you say to young Ernie, like, knowing now that, like, you will be a dad one day. Like, I mean, dude, you work for a dad company. Um, You know, like, what would you say? I think I would just say to, like,
0: just persevere. Perseverance. Like, to me, that's, like, such an important word in my life. Um, And I think if I hadn't persevered the way that I did, I wouldn't, like I told you, I don't think that I would be here. Um, And I think just, like, keeping in mind that, like, wherever you're at right now, in terms of, like, your transition and whether you've told anybody, whether you're just, you feel like you're stuck in your own brain, you feel like there's never going to be any way out, that will change and that isn't forever. Maybe it's a period of time right now and it's difficult, but I've found a real silver lining in that that time period that I went through and it was a long time where I can really empathize with people and I hope anyway, help them with my lived experience and say like, Hey, I was there once and I really get it and I can be here for you. But like, this is where I am now. And I feel like more comfortable than I ever thought I could feel. And you can get there too.
1: That was really beautiful. Thank you. But that's, (laughs) yeah, that's what I would tell (laughs) him. Well, thank you, dude, so much Mm -hmm. for this because, you know, I asked a lot of questions that I was like kind of scared to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, I've wondered a lot about this, especially like being that like the people I'm like, some people I'm close to are like really going through it right now. And Mm -hmm. you really like at least have enlightened me. So, thank you for your honesty.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, like, once again, like, we said it in the last episode, if you are struggling, like, you can always reach out to us and we can try and get back to you. Mm -hmm. Like, just know that you have a place to go,
1: whether it be... There's actually that thing we put on the website where you can, like, ask me anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you can use that. It goes to my email.
0: But, like, we... We are open to to helping people. That's what we want to do, right? Um, and whether it's like issues with dad related stuff, or if it's issues with like gender identity, like reach out and we we're here. Yeah. All right, man. Episode two. All right, that was a lot. <laughs> I hope I didn't talk too much. I feel like I really. What's well, about on that one. you, man? I need to drink a lot of water.